Hello humans and welcome back to my podcast, Life Isn't Fair. Today, my heart goes out to President Donald J. Trump and his wife, Melania Trump. They have tested positive with COVID-19. Joe Biden on his Twitter has wished the president the best, but I am very angry at the way the Democrats reacted to this. Remember this, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I don't support either parties. I just believe if you're a good person, then your party doesn't matter. Because just how you see the Black Lives Matter organization being torn down and apart because of riots, that's the way one thing can affect an entire group. And that's not what I'm going to stand for, especially with something that's political like that. Okay? So, I think that lots of people owe the president and his wife an apology. I think they they are getting what they deserve, and that is um, COVID, because they downplayed the pandemic. He, he said it himself that he downplayed the pandemic. And... And if he's going to downplay an entire pandemic, then that's not going to be, that's not going to show that he's a good president. But no one deserves to be wished death upon just because they do not, um, just because they don't like that Trump downplayed this pandemic. And now they're using this to make Trump feel bad. And Trump should honestly feel bad. He should be held accountable for his actions. But this isn't the way to do it. Wishing death upon somebody isn't the way to do it. I don't care who you are, what party you what party you support. I don't care where you've been, what you've done in your life. I would not wish death upon you psychologically. Never would I wish death upon somebody. And I think that's what the Democratic Party needs to do. Because now Republicans can use that. They can seriously use that to make the Democratic Party look bad. And my heart really goes out to Trump and Melania. They don't deserve to um, have death wished upon them. Okay? You can say, oh, they got their karma. that's That's what was coming for them. But you don't wish that they die from it. That's the thing about that. It, it's just... It's just so so mean and so rude. And you, you don't do stuff like that. You just don't want to do stuff like that. It's very very rude to the president and very rude to his wife. Their, their lives are at risk right now. And we're sitting here laughing at it. Come on, Democratic Party. You can do better than that. I know that you can do better than that. Way better. So now my question to the president is how is he going to win this election, possibly win this election while having COVID-19, knowing that he has COVID? How can he win this election? Because if he goes out and then rallies and then does everything that he does, he can get rid of COVID, but he has a higher chance of getting COVID right back. Because it has happened to people. People don't have the strongest immune system. And 
the COVID-19 um, COVID-19 is trying to literally kill your body and um, uh, bring you down to nothing. So I think that um, I don't know how the presidential debates are going to work now because like he's he, you like lose all your strength when you um, get um, coronavirus and how is he possibly going to even stand up during during that time unless they have like seats and stuff and, and that's different but how, how does he plan on doing this and how does he plan to go out to these states and keep this momentum joe biden has a very good upper hand and he better use this because he can go to all these toss-up states and he can just steal them right from trump because no he's not trump is not there to steal them back trump can't do anything about that okay so trump I think Joe Biden should use this to his advantage while Trump is trying to quarantine. Actually, you know what? Presidential debates may be canceled because he said that he's going to quarantine with his wife. And um, so I guess that they're canceled. I don't know about Mike Pence. Now, I'm thinking that Mike Pence has it now and he may be asymptomatic. But I'm thinking that Mike Pence may have COVID too. Now, if Mike Pence also has COVID, that means the vice presidential debates are, aren't happening. If he's going to quarantine, no, they're, they're not happening. They're like on their this coming Wednesday. So if he's he if he has COVID, Mike Pence, um, then he can't um, do the president um, vice presidential debate against um, um, Kamala Harris. So. Democrats really have the upper hand in the situation. They got knocked down a few levels. And now, Joe Biden should rise up and use this time and use it wisely and move fast before Trump gets back out here, before Trump gets back to polling. And honestly, let's see something. Now, I'm going to see um, how long you have to quarantine when you have COVID. Okay, so let's type this up right now. Okay, so let's see the full answer. It says, within 14 days of exposure, you should um, quarantine. 14 days. The election is like 36-something days away. So that means Trump is not going to have a lot of time to get back out there and get back to his momentum. Because right now, he's losing momentum. The longer that you sit and wait, the more momentum that you lose in an election. So... That gives only like Trump, a, like I guess like uh, I would say about twenty days to um, do polling. That's not even a um, that's not even a full month right there. So Trump really has the lower hand. He's going to be the underdog, and I'm not going to say that he's not going to win. But looking at the way that things are, it looks like he may not win this election. And he just got COVID. Just got COVID. We don't know how long he's going to have COVID. And he may get exposure to COVID again. And then he may spread it to Mike Pence and his cabinet and to the people all around him. And the people that he knows that um, he's been around and he's been shaking hands with. So um, hopefully he can um, recover quickly and get back out here. Because I want it to be a fair election. And it won't be so fair if Joe Biden can just get out here and just poll 
every every state and turn every state blue and just do whatever he wants. Right now, Joe can bring himself up to almost 300 electoral votes if he wants to. Now, I don't know what Joe Biden is going to do today. I think he may stay home all day or he may be polling all day. I don't know what he's doing today. And I don't know what he's doing tomorrow. And hopefully, um, hopefully he knows what he's doing. And hopefully he uses this time wisely and doesn't waste his time. Because Trump is going to be out here. And once he gets out here, he's not going to stop polling. Trump is going to be polling nonstop. And we know that for a, a fact. Because how, how does J- Trump plan on winning this election if he ha- just got COVID and... Melania just got COVID, so we don't know what Melania, what um, could be happening with Melania, and possibly the president could die in this situation right now. This is a dire situation. This isn't something to play around with. This is a dire situation, and I hope that he gets better, and I hope that he doesn't die. I hope he can still be the president that he is, and I hope he can still sign bills and all that jazz, and um. I hope that he follows the CDC guidelines, and I hope that when he comes back into, like, his Oval Office and start working again, I really hope that he can run the state, run the country as he did, because COVID does make him weak, does make people weaker when they come back from COVID, and they have to get their strength back. So how does he plan on being a president while in the midst of having COVID? So... I don't know what he's going to do about that, but hopefully he gets better. And also keep keep Melania and Trump in your thoughts and prayers. No matter if you support them or not, you should still want them to get better. Because Trump is running this country. And the country is going to get worse while Trump is going to be in quarantine. He's not going to be able to president, um, reside over um, the United States of America as he once did. Okay, so I'm going to... Um, I'm going to end it and um, end the segment right here. And we'll see what we're going to talk about next. All right, humans. So we are going to move on from that very sad um, topic. And now we're going to move on to the presidential map and road to 270. Okay. So, let's see. So, we are going to go to Electoral Map. And now, the map is the exact same as yesterday it has not changed at all okay but i will say um yeah everything looks the same nothing has changed i don't think that um joe biden wants to really um i don't think he wanted to poll today in respect of um donald j trump and his wife and i hope he doesn't stop polling okay he can stop polling for today but tomorrow he better get back on that horse and he better keep on polling just because the president was irresponsible about who he, w- who he was around and what he was doing doesn't mean that you need to stop polling. Okay, so Joe, don't stop. We're here for you. Okay, it won't seem disrespectful because I know 
for a fact, if it was President Trump who saw you get coronavirus, he would laugh his butt off and then he would go out to poll. He wouldn't stop polling. So why should that stop you from polling? Don't stop polling. Don't stop um, visiting states. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Okay. Keep on getting these states. Keep on getting what what you need to get done. And win this election so that Trump doesn't have anything to say. Okay. This is a big advantage for Joe Biden. He can swoop in and just win this election. And it's going to be very hard for Trump to steal back these electoral votes when Joe Biden goes back to polling. If he goes back to polling. I really hope Joe Biden does not stop. Just because the president... Um, has coronavirus doesn't mean you need to stop. The, the the president stopped when he when he appointed a new Supreme Court justice. No, he did not. Her body wasn't even buried into the ground, and he was already talking about replacing her. So I don't want you to stop. Don't stop. Keep going. Get these states and win this election, Joe. move on to today's holidays okay i love celebrating holidays honestly even when it's not like a big holiday even when it's these small holidays that are probably made up i I still i still like talking about them so today is guardian angel day also known as feast of guardian angels guardian angel day and memorial of the holy guardian angel okay so um Surveys have shown that close to 75% of Americans believe in guardian angel angels. Okay. And um Guardian Angel Day, also known as Guardian Guardian Angels Day, also known as Guardian Angel Day, is for giving recognition and thanks to the guardian angels in our life. And to do something special to recognize them. It is a day to learn about the role of the of that guardian angel have played in our lives, as well as to learn about the roles they have helped have they have played in different cultures and religions. Today, also an official day of the Catholic Church, known as Memorial of the Holy Guardian Angels. Of the Feast of Guardian Angels, this, this Catholic festival, this Catholic festival is celebrated on October second every year, and is a day to thank one of God, thank God for one Guardian Angels. Local celebrations of Guardian Angels date to the eleventh century CE, and the belief that every human had a guardian angel was widespread in the Catholic Church by the 12th, 12th century. The feast was observed in 1500 by Frank, Frank Francisen order. In 1608, Pope Paul um, V officially authorized the feast. It, it originally was a suppl- supplement of sorts of the Feast of St. Michael 
In 1670s, Pope Clement X made October 2nd the official date and made the day an obligatory double feast. Leo XIII made it a a double major feast in 1883, and since 1976, it has ranked as an obligatory memorial. According to Catholic belief, both Christians and non-Christians have a guardian angel assigned to them. That gives them guidance throughout their lives. Guardian angels are from the from the lowest rank of angels. The angels protect their assigned person from demons and encourage them to do good works. Everyone is reunited with their guardian angel when they reach heaven. According to beliefs throughout the world, guardian angels may protect people, groups, kingdoms, or countries. The concept of guardian angel goes back to ancient Judaism. In the Hebrew Bible, angels sometimes were given missions to intervene in, in the affairs of humans. And they are mentioned as being guides and intercessors. Psalm 91.11 is often cited as evidence of guardian angels. It says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all, all your ways. The New Testament also mentions angels that go between God and man. By the 5th century CE, the belief of in guardian angels was prevalent in Christianity. Belief in guardian angels is largely held in the an Anglican communion, and the Eastern Orthodox Church sees guardian angels as friends and protectors. The Catholic Church's believe, beliefs are as described up above. Many other Christian denominations, such as Lutherans and Methodists, have some form of belief in guardian angels. In Islam, there is a belief of in Mao Aquabat, which has to do with guardian angels. Some Muslims believe everyone has two guardian angels. One in front of them, and one in the back of them. In Zoroastrianism, these are some hard names. Each person has a guardian angel, and which guides them throughout their lives. The belief in guardian angels crosses cultures and religions, and today everyone who believes in their power gives them thanks. Now, here's how you can observe um, Guardian Angels Day. If you are a believer in Guardian Angels, thank them for what they have done for you. They may also be celebrated by learning more about the role of Guardian Angels in different cultures and religions. After reading the description of today's holiday, reading a book on the subject of Guardian Angels may help you a little more. If you are Catholic, you could also celebrate the day as the Feast of Guardian Angels. 
Some other ideas on how to celebrate the day including reading Angels on Earth magazine, watching a film about angels, especially one that um, explores the subject of guardian angels, such as It's a Wonderful Life, or watching a television show about guardian angels, such as Touched by an Angel. Okay, so, um, today is also International Day of Nonviolence, okay? I haven't done any violence since, I don't know, since since people could touch each other. That was the last time I've done violence to somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too proud of that. Okay, so, um, let's get started. International Day of Nonviolence celebrates the use of nonviolence to create social and political change and honors Mahatma Gandhi by being observed on the anniversary of his birth. Nonviolence is passive but engages in conflicts while at the same time rejecting physical violence. It has been used by many social and political movements throughout history. In January of 2007, a conference was convened in New Delhi that called for the United Nations to create a day of nonviolence. On June 15, 2007, a resolution creating this the day was adopted by the United Nations. After it was introduced by India's Minister of State for External Religion, Relations, Anad Sharma. It was appropriate for Gandhi's birthday to be chosen of this day of observance because of his lifelong use of nonviolence. His success in helping India gain freedom by Britain by, by these means and because of his inspiration to, to others to use his tactics, such as Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. Mandela. He was born um, Mahatmas Gandhi on October 2nd, 1869 in Porbandar, India. During his 20s, he traveled to London and became a lawyer, became a more committed vegetarian, and read the sacred text of the world's religions. In 1893, he traveled to South Africa and was awakened to the color prejudices of the country and formed the Natal Congress to fight discrimination. He traveled back to India for a few years and then back to South Africa, where he organized his first large-scale civil disobedience campaign in 1906 called Satai Agraha meaning truth and firmness, protesting restrictions on the rights of Indians. In 1915, he found an ashram uh, or monastic community in India that was open to all castes. He wore a loin coat, cloth, and shawl and practiced an austere existence centered around prayer, fasting, and meditation. It was this time that the name Mahatma, which means great soul, 
in San- Sanskrit began um, being ascribed to him, him as well. In 1919, following World War II, Gandhi began t- focusing on on the goal of Indian home rule and freedom from Britain. And he advocated for nonviolence actions and, to achieve the goal. He called for boycotts of British goods and demonstrated this in his daily life by using a spinning wheel to create his clothes. He was arrested by citizen and spent some time in jail to protest deteriorating relations between Muslims and Hindus. He went on a three-week fast in 1924. You can read more about him because this is a long description, but I'm just going to go right down to how you can observe this day. The resolution for the day's creation calls for inviting members, states, organizations of the United Nations system, regional and non-governmental organizations, and individuals to commemorate the International Day of Nonviolence in an appropriate manner and to disseminate the message of nonviolence, including through education and public awareness. Check in your community to see if there are any local events celebrating this day. The day could be spent reflecting on Gandhi's legacy and influence and by reading his words or the words that those of those he influenced. It can also be a day to reflect on our relationship with nonviolence and how we handle problems. Finally, the day could be spent watching Gandhi which won the 1982 Academy Award for Best Picture. Okay, so today is also National Fried Scallops Day. I hate scallops. I I, I just hate scallops. Okay, it's a very short description, and it says how you can observe Celebrate this day by eating fried scallops. Have some at a restaurant or make your own. Totally your preference. I don't like scallops at all. Okay. So let's see what other events are happening today. Okay, gotta wait wait for this to load. Wait for this to load really quickly. Okay, today is Kids Music Day. I did not know this. Okay, so it's Kids Music Day. And, um, Kids Music Day is being observed today. It has been observed the first Friday in October since 2016. Nice to hear. Okay. So, um, it's also National Custodial Work Day. Thank you to all the custodians that keep our places clean and spotless and very, very nice, very nice people. They spend hours cleaning up after people's mess. And um, National Custodial Custodial Work Day, also known as National Custodial Works Recognition Recognition Day, National Custodial Works Works Workers Day, and National Custodian Day, is being observed today. It has always been observed annually on October second. Okay, so I guess you could contact somebody you know that may be uh, custodial. 
and today is National Diversity Day. Okay, so, um, taking place during Global Diversity Awareness Month, National Diversity Day is a day to celebrate and embrace the people who we are. Despite our differences, no matter what race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, age, nationality, or disability, a day to reflect on and learn about different cultures and ideologies, a day to vow acceptance and tolerance, a day to consciously address these areas at educational and religious institutions, as well as in the workplace and at home. Okay, so there are many more events that are going on today, but I cannot get to all of them because this episode is very long. Okay, so um, let's move on to the next segment.